Grab your beverages and turn up your interweb. Coming to you live from the Mooka Motto Auction in Houston, Texas, you're listening to Dudes and Beats. Well, hello, everybody, and we are back. I am Chris Jordan, your host. Welcome back to the Dudes and Beer exclusive coverage of the auction floor from the Mikamoto Auction here in Houston, Texas. With me once again is Stephen Bishop as well as Julie Connolly and Randy Jordan as well as our good friend from the Dallas area, Pops Davis. And we've been here just having a hoot and a holler all day long, looking at beautiful, beautiful pieces of American muscle machine and European and, and European ingenuity, and and even even some Japanese pizzazz. I think there's been a couple pieces of some, but uh, it's it's amazing uh, sitting sitting over here and getting to watch all this stuff literally just feet away from us. Like they, Meekum treats us so well, and I want to give another huge, huge shout out to Dave Morton, uh, who is our media connection. He handles all the media for Meekum, and he's just—he's such a great guy, such a great guy. Um, we're looking at possibly being able to go up and do Meekum in Dallas in September. Hell yeah! So that's going to be fantastic. Greatly, greatly looking forward to that. And in addition to that. Uh, we also want to thank the Meekum family, Dana and Frank, as well as all of the people that work here at Meekum. The car pushers are the guys that get it done. The drivers are the guys that make sure the cars get to where they're supposed to be on the auction block so you can see it the way it's supposed to be seen. And it's, it's just an experience beyond belief. Um, like, like the nice gentleman said earlier who, uh, who purchased Big Red, it's even just to come and see it. Um, even if you've been to an auto show, you've, you've never been to a Meekum auto auction. Um, I've been to auto auctions before, and whenever I first stepped foot into Meekum, it was like, wow, this is an experience beyond all get out. As, as an audio video guy, uh, to see the rig that yeah. they bring with them of production, to know that it is a live simulcast to NBC Sports all day long uh, for three days straight. Um, and and to know that they invite broadcasts like ours that right. are up and coming. They help the little man. And, you know, uh, just like we learned with um, kids with Grania from uh, helping helping children with cancer. To, uh, um, caring kids ca- cancer. Caring kids cancer. Um, it, it's about finding something you believe in and following that. And once you do that, um, you'll never work a day in your life. It, it's it's about passion, it's about love, and to see what these people have put into these vehicles for years sometimes uh, to turn them around to the condition that they're in, to make them the moving, rolling works of art that they are is just something on another level. Uh, Julie, what has your experience been today being being uh, a convert? I do believe this is Julie's first one, isn't it? This it is. is. It's my first one growing up on the East Coast. We had boat shows. I mean, I'm sure there were probably auto shows, but 
it was always boats. I went to boat auctions and boat shows, mm -hmm. and everything was was boats. So to see the cars, like I never really had a huge sure. appreciation. My dad was kind of a car guy; he always had cool cars. Mm -hmm. But I think they were just because they looked cool more than like he knew what to do with them, you know? Yeah. So this is really neat, and the people have been phenomenal. And the fact that Meekum, which seems to be a fairly large organization, has teamed up with small charities and helps with the vets and it's just really cool to see how one family has sort of branched out to make such a difference in several different communities because i know it's not just in houston they're they're mm. all over the country it's, oh yeah it's pretty fantastic it's, it's been a great day i've had a blast fantastic yeah i love hearing that i like hearing people's first outings at things like this because it can be a little rough i mean it can be overwhelming it can be hard to to really take in what's going on your first time at something like this. Um, like, I know I know. whenever Nelson and I first went to Meekum before we ever covered it with Dudes and Beer, just walking around for those few days, like, as many cars as you see in here today, there were just as many in here yesterday. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and on this sheet, there's, there's probably listed about three, four hundred cars, close to... With the with the size print they got, yeah, right. I mean, it's it's yeah. got to be close to about 400 cars. Got to be about 100 on each each well, part of this list. 200 each day. Yeah. That's 600 cars. Yeah, and I mean, it it, it went through. I want to say they had 1,500 come through last year. It was wow. It was crazy. Oh really? Yeah, wow. yeah. It was it was nuts. They had 500 cars a day for three days. Wow. Yeah, it looks Houston. like there's 93 yeah. per page if I'm doing the math yeah, right Okay, here. okay. Big auction that year. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. just had a black Lamborghini right in front of us. Yeah, I was really? checking out that Lambo earlier. Yeah, very nice. Just feet away from us. Yep. Just sitting there in front of us. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah. Here's a, <laughs> here's a sweet, sweet Chappelle, though. Yeah, look and at that. Just, just fine as I'll get out with that air scoop on the front. Mm -hmm. Just popping up out of the hood like that. And, you know, as, as we wind coverage down, as we get, as we do, like finish up our last hour here at Meekum, it, I don't know. It's always kind of bittersweet because we're tired. It's been a long day. We've we've taken in a lot of information. Uh, it's a loud environment, so it tends to wear down on you. Yeah, it sure more does. Better. We've, we've taken in more beer, more beer and more beer. <laughs> a lot of beer, beer, a lot of fumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, it just gets overwhelming. But to sit here and see these guys, see the car pushers, like I said, the guys that make it happen, um, the fact that they have been on just as long, if not longer than we have. When I'm drinking beer, they don't let me talk. <laughs> you got to get an internet show. Yeah, you got to get an internet show, mainly that you start so that you can do whatever you want on your totally. show. Totally. So do you have an internet show? we do. Yeah, we We're do. on it live right now. We you are, are live. live on the internet show yeah, with Dudes and Beer. We're on the interwebs as we speak. <laughs> these, these damn people are all drinking beer and they can talk on this here. Yeah. Drink, drink well, it what do you have it. to do to get a free beer? Well, uh, a, a free that. beer, you probably well, need to go talk to those ladies. Yeah. <laughs> However, you can enter our contest at the end. Oh, we just will give be. Me a sip. 
Just a just a taste. Just a little taste. Just a sip. There you go. You can have a sip of my beer. Oh wait, you wanted her beer. I know why you wanted her beer. That's the thing. Beer bellies are made of right there. That's right. I just told this lady when I'm drinking Budweiser, no one lets me talk on something like that. Hey, let me ask something, baby. What are y'all doing? What time do you get off? Five o'clock. Five o'clock. Which one of these goons is your uh, old man? Uh-oh. Austin. You catching yeah. that one, Brian? Which one of these goons? <laughs> I like your hair, too. Which one of hey, these goons? He's got to take me home and I'll come back. Are you ready to go uh, do the hoochie coochie noochie? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. She's she's a little tucker. What does that tattoo say on your arm? Sisters. What does it say? Sisters. Me and my sister have one. Feel free to take yeah. one of those keychains. Have a keychain. Have a keychain. Take yeah. that with you. Take a keychain and a sticker. I guess. I don't and know. it's got that bottle over <laughs> Were you intoxicated when you got that? No. No. That's never a good way to get tattoos. Never a good way to buy a car and an option either. I disagree. I think the drunker the better if you're going to throw down a hundred thousand. Just don't drive it home. Hey, sweetie, sweetie, what's your name? Julie. Who? Julie. 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 I dated her. Anyway, that's another. What's what's that goon laughing about? Hey, he's laughing. He's I think you're in character. Steve laughs at everything. Yeah. What is this? That's an opener. You can have it. You should take it. Yeah, you should take a beer opener. Yeah. Yeah. It'll open some. I like these people. They're all gross and Can I get another chair? Can I get that chair and get right up next to you, Judy? I'm sorry. Heart disease. It's a little much. I don't know. That might make her uncomfortable. Have y'all met any people like me today? Yeah, quite a few. Really? Yeah, all got it. I'm from Texas, man. Where are you from? Texas, Here, Houston. Houston. There's no shortage of goons in Houston. No, <laughs> no. That's why we shut right? down, we shut down Astro World because all those drunk goons. No more Astro World. The goons are sick. That's it. That's it. Hey, what time you get off? Five. He's got to take me home, and you know I'm a hunk. Make sure, make sure he rolls well, and whenever you come back looking for her, she's going to the auto show next. So, she's no, I'm not. Bye. All kinds of goons from Houston, buddy. All kinds of Houston goons. All kinds of Houston goons. Rolling up at Meekum. That's it. Hey, you. Yeah. Do you know what you call? You know what you call a black man up in a tree with three chimpanzees? <gasps> hey. Now. Yeah. Live. We're live. You're the. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
that was that was a little much, folks, Yikes. and not really what dudes and beer is all about. Nope. But we are all about Meekum. Yep. Uh, we are all about giving people a hard time too. That's the we live that randomness frequently. you get when you're live. That, that is, happens when you're live. That is the randomness guys. that Sorry. happens when you're live. Nothing like uh, a little bit of sexism and racism to end the day. That's it. It's such a great day on such an odd, uncomfortable note. <laughs> um, other other people's opinion does not reflect that was ours. No, hey, no, they don't. How you That's doing? Like even at the beginning. How you doing, Garrett Brown? I hope hey, you Garrett. weren't. I hope you weren't tuned in for that horrible racist comment just a moment ago. Yeah, well, he's, you know, he's drunk. Yeah, he, he is drunk. He's sure. highly intoxicated. And hopefully, hopefully, at least. If he's drunk, no, if he's no. drunk, he at least explores the option of riding home with fair. Yeah, because well, he did have a ride. I will, that is the only reasonable thing that he said in that whole thing is that true. somebody was driving him around. That's true. That's a plus. His friend seemed fairly right and sober. He did. His I friend say that But if you're not right and sober, download the free fair app and use code DUDES10. You will start compiling points for your next ride immediately <laughs> whenever you use fair and use code DUDES10. 10% of all your rides goes into an account just for you and lets you actively use those as ride credits. So... Uh, Garrett, oh, I hope you had fun today. I hope I hope you had fun today, Garrett. It was a pleasure meeting you. It was a pleasure uh, sure was. having you come over here and nice. register with your DJ and career. spin the wheel. He's a DJ? Yeah. Oh, God, keep in touch. Yeah, I checked him out on, wow. I want to say Twitter. Yes, Twitter. All right, fantastic. Really? Well, Godspeed with that, Garrett. Yeah. And, you know, uh, make sure that you pay ASCAP fees and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, take care of things properly with business and make sure that you show up to your gigs at least 30 minutes early. That's my professional advice. Uh, you're very welcome. Uh, you're very welcome. I don't Gary. think we needed to tell him that. I but, think he probably would anyway. Well, I mean, yeah. His yeah. Twitter handle is at DJGbox. Little right. free shout out there. Oh, cool. All right. Go, go, go DJGbox. DJGbox. At DJGbox. And. You know, we do that all the time. We gave a shout-out earlier to some people that we met. We are all about that. We're all about promoting everybody, giving everybody an equal space of time, unless you're doing something horribly bigoted. Um, <laughs> In which case, please just keep you gotta, going. you got to keep moving. you got to... You know what we need? 2017. You know what we need? Are you kidding me? We need, we need somebody right. in a clown outfit with a broom. Uh, hey, we wanted so to... So whenever that happens, it's like the Apollo. Oh. They come up and... We surely get, get an oversized shepherd's crook and just pull That's them right. Yeah. Just pull them off. We wanted to leave this show, this last segment, with a bang. But On a high note. It, it didn't necessarily <laughs> mean a bang we were going to like, though, you know? Well, we still got a little bit that of time. We yeah, can recover right, from that. Right. We can, Maybe we can definitely like recover from that. Maybe somebody like super dope will walk by yeah. in a minute. Well, right like, now we do have this. all people of colors and we are do, awesome. We do have this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Diversity that makes the world go round. <laughs> Good lord! Otherwise, we'd have a friggin' family shoot instead of a family tree. Speaking of <laughs> diversity, let's talk about this. We got this Ooh. awesome. I know. Cherry red velvet. So pretty. Look at that velvet. And then with like a Ferrari right behind, right behind yeah. it. Yeah, it the makes banana no yellow sense Ferrari how they stack is uh, these cars. sharp. Sharp. With a with a Testarossa coming up right yeah, behind it. I like that. Yeah, I also I mean, would not kick that out of my we, garage. What are we looking at? The 139 there? Oh, man, that is actually a 73 Ferrari 365 Ooh. GTB 4 Daytona. 
that's like running the, across. Mm. And if, yeah, yeah. No, that's an opal, opal body. What's that? That's an opal body. Uh, you mean from the car opal? Yeah. Yeah. I believe so. Explain, explain what you mean by that. Because not many people understand the hodgepodge that can happen with the restoration or the customization of a vehicle there, Pop. Oh, well, it, it just looks like a, uh, an opal design, but the way the, uh, the back slopes and the... Uh, Back end is a little squared off, and then you've got those nice uh, uh, flared rear quarters. Yeah. It's really a beautiful, beautiful uh, car. What, what, what was the? Uh, what is it called? What that was it? that was a uh, 365 GTB four day Toner. It's 1973. 1973. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then right here we've got the uh, the amazing, amazing '89 Testarossa. That, uh, oh my gosh, I remember when I was little, like that was my dream car. Right, right, that was the one back in the day. That was the one that was always on, on the posters and stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. totally. Yeah. The '80s Testarossa oh, brings me back. It's funny, like. I mean, I wouldn't kick it out of my garage at all, but it is super it, uh, 80s looking at it. Oh, it's God, like yeah, such yeah. an 80s car. Did Magnum P.I. drive absolutely. that car? I think so, didn't he? Didn't was he that the car, car that Magnum, Magnum had? Yeah, Magnum. It may have he been. had a Ferrari. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. it was that one. And it was I red, too, I think, wasn't it? Didn't he yes, have a red was, Ferrari? Uh -huh. But it wasn't his. It was, like, the person that owned the house. Yeah. The butler. <laughs> I'll loan you my car. The butler. <laughs> Yeah, we've got a few more Mustangs that just came up in line in front of us here. We've got a uh, we've got a '69 Mustang Fastback directly in front of us in a beautiful, beautiful maroon, uh, dark, dark red. And then behind that is the '67 uh, Shelby GT500 Fastback, which is, I mean, you know, one of the one of the quintessential bustle cars, so to speak. Uh, just the one that everybody talks about forever and always. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, that was, uh, let's see, it was uh, it's a 67. I'm trying to remember if that was Eleanor or not in Fast and Furious, but I know it was a GT500 Shelby that, that it was. I just can't remember if that was the year. We, I, Amy and I recently... We're on Amazon Video, actually, and went to went to watch Fast and Furious because it, it's one of those I've come in and out of. It's a it's a fun romp didn't, of a didn't movie. Did they have one on Gone in 60, 60 Seconds or something like that? Uh, yes, yeah. that's the one yeah, I'm thinking of. Not Fast yeah. and Furious. See, Gone that's in what 60 I was seconds. thinking that you were thinking. Gone in 60 Seconds. So we, Thank you. You're right. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas Cage is not in Fast and Furious, yeah. which is why it's not good. No, um, that's right. But don't like the cage. It's yeah. a 67. It is. Is it a 67? The Eleanor? one from Gone in 60 Seconds. Yeah. Yeah. That, so we are actively looking in Eleanor right now. The car that was Nick Nick Cage's dream car and Gone oh, yeah. in 60 Seconds. And whenever we were watching, going through Amazon Video, we actually ran across uh, Gone in 60 Seconds, and I was like, well, you know, you, you want to watch it? 
and the covers, uh, like the cover images almost look the same. And it literally right. took about 10 minutes into the movie because I've come and gone from it so many times. I think maybe once I've seen it completely from beginning to end. Uh, but yeah, we started watching it and I was like, this is, this is not... Not great. This is not gone in 60 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> then I started thinking about it and I was like, wait a minute, no. Gone in 60 Seconds was originally, like, a horrible B-movie. Yeah, from, like, 1974. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we found out, like, that's what we were watching. And, yeah. oh, my God, yeah, the plot line just goes, like, left and right. And here, the, like, there's a dude that you don't even figure out what happens to him in the movie. Like, you don't even <laughs> find out. They just drop him, and he must not have made it to the next day of shooting. And they're like, oh, right. well, that's yeah. it. Well, he's uh, out. Cutting, keep, cutting floor. Keep the other, keep the other scene in. Drunk. Oh, well, you can tell that it was totally done on budget, that, you know, half of it, it all the chase scenes. Nice. There it is. That's that one. All the, all the chase scenes were shot with, like, 16 millimeter because you didn't need to have sound on it. And then all the scenes with people were shot with 35 because it had sound. So it was like you could, you could tell the difference in frames and frame rates. It was just nuts. So, yeah, Eleanor there reminded me of that. Uh, yeah, there's an example of those beautiful, just classic muscle car wheels that I love that are utter simplicity. Nothing bling about them. Just straight, beautiful power. Just found out from the internet that the actual Eleanor from the movie was just sold at auction in 2013 for a million dollars. A million bucks. Yeah, million bucks. A million bucks. For that car, basically. I mean, it's a beautiful car. And was oh, that yeah. a become auction? Mm. That's a great question. Let me yeah. click on the link. I yeah. bet it was. Something tells me. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. There are some pretty prestigious auctions out there, but Meekum has definitely, definitely come around as Dana Meekum 26th uh, original spring uh, classic auction in, in Indianapolis. Nice, good, <laughs> good call, good call. Yeah. Thank you, interwebs. Well, and it's just the fact of, you know, like I said, there are prestigious auctions all over the place. There are prestigious auctions that happen across the globe, across the country, but. There is not one that happens as regularly as Meekum. Uh, Meekum is on a regular basis, uh, easily bi-monthly. They are all over the country, Nashville, trying everywhere. to get trying to get things happening every month, and it's just it's amazing to see where they've come from in the last three years, even in the strides that they've made, and the new things that they're doing, the new things that they're incorporating with the show. It's, it's great, even even things like us. It's like we were saying yeah. earlier, uh, like a traveling circus, you know? But it is, cars. literally. Yeah. Literally a traveling circus. Like, people don't understand that whenever they... Uh, we were talking about that yesterday, right. coming back from, from seeing Dave Morton, our, our media guy, uh, you know, just... He was like, oh, I'm just worn out, worn out. Yeah. Like he, he looked worn out. He's, he's That's the seen, first time I've seen him. He's like literally that. seen his bed twice in the last three months. Twice. Been home twice. Mm. For like two days at a stretch. In three months. That's uh, just nuts. And, you know, I'm going to start delegating, maybe. Well, it, it's, it's just the fact of there, there are certain things that whenever you say, it's like signing on to be a tour manager of a rock and roll show across the country. Like, 
you know what comes with it when you sign on. You right. know that it's going to be 3 a.m. mornings and, and, you know, waking up at 8 a.m. before the musicians do to make sure that their bags are downstairs and things like that. You know, it's just, it's details, details. You know, whenever you think about the fact that um, this show comes into town and every single media outlet out there is here. Local NBC affiliates come out. They go out. They do a live remote at the TV station, you know. And and he has to keep track of all that. Yeah. He has to he has to manage all that. He has to, to have. have the infrastructure to be able to get the news crews in, get them out, and then ten minutes later have another news crew come in to talk to somebody totally different in another part of his facility about something totally different. Uh, and then he has people like us who come in, and he's like, "Oh, let me bring you some interviews." And, is just is just piling interviews on us all day, right. you know, and it's it's amazing. It's I thought I'd seen him earlier. Uh, he kind of gave me that look and kind of was like, kind of I, I kind of got a feeling from him like he was going to bring us somebody. But well, I got you know. to, I, I I got to talk with him for about ten minutes after the last uh, after the last segment, and proudly told him that hey, just so you know. I know that you lined us up with the guys from Big Red Racing last year. We actually just got to talk to Mr. Lisco, the man that purchased the Big Red replica last year, and that was, it was just he was like, "Oh wow, that's pretty cool!" Like, you know, kind of bookending it year to year. I was like, "Yeah, I mean, the odds of that happening are absolutely phenomenal. The odds of us ever randomly finding the guy that purchased Big Red are just astronomical." So the fact that that happened. It's pretty incredible, and incredible things happen at Meekum. You know, dreams come true at Meekum, not just for shows like ours, but but for things like uh, caring kids cancer, um, you know, and, and for for things like West Houston Muscle, you know, the the number of people that they have sign up every year. Yeah, there's some good charities out, out car, there that are you know uh, auctioning their cars well, for good causes. There's great charities, there's great organizations, there's great local meetup groups that, that put up booths here because people don't even realize that, like, if you got a classic car, like, West Houston Muscle does, like, a monthly cars and coffee thing out at, out at Memorial City Mall. Right. Where it's, like, 7 o'clock a.m. on a Saturday, people bring donuts and coffee and set them out in front of their car. Oh, that's neat. You know, and it's like, bring it your kids, cool. bring the family, come out and check out some classic cars, you know, stuff like that. That really does, um, like we were saying earlier, Pop, it, carry, it carries on that automotive tradition. It carries on that father to son um, passing on of knowledge, of love, of passion, of American steel and American ingenuity and car design. Uh, and even the foreign ingenuity in car design. Not that there aren't many foreign models here, but I'd, I'd venture a guess, and I think we were kind of figuring it last night just from what we saw in the Saturday book. Uh, we were looking at about 68%, 70% American muscle, maybe, yeah, maybe about 30% foreign. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that that's just... Most of those are the, the Porsches and the uh, Lamborghinis. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's basically what it's Sure, sure, and you've got you've you've got things like the the fifty one Fiat that crossed across a while ago, the little green one that you were looking at. It's beautiful, it's beautiful. Uh, you know, and little known fact about Italy at that point 
um, and even up until the 70s, if I'm not mistaken, you could not have, they literally had um, practice cars that were cut in half. It was a vehicle that was cut in half, and whenever you took driver's ed, your first month of driver's ed was learning how to fix your car. You could actually not get a license to drive unless you knew what every single part of your car actually did. Where was this? Italy. Oh, Italy. Cool. Yeah. That's something they ought to keep doing. You think so? Um, would you have a license, Steve? Um, I think I would, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't do it myself. But you, I... you, you, you could look at like a dissected engine and point out the crankshaft? What was it called? I and, think so, actually. And tell yeah. somebody what it does? I could be like engine, transmission. Uh, okay, well... I don't know about all of them details, maybe, but some of them. It was pretty crazy. The show that I saw it on was like this 70-year-old woman, and she was an antique salesman. I think I may have seen it on, like, American Pickers or something, and they were, like, in Europe. But literally, like, they were down in the catacombs, like, of this dude's house, like, down underneath in these tunnels and stuff. Uh, And it's... it was just crazy for this seven-year-old woman. He's like, really? You still remember any of that? And she starts naming off parts inside the transmission. Crazy. Like, inside the transmission. Not just like, that's the transmission. Right. It's like, oh, well, there's the first gear. There's the flywheel. You know, it was like, oh, my God. Like, the 70-year-old woman knows more about cars than I ever could. Like, wow. that's crazy. That's crazy. And, you know, she never really had to work on a car. She just had to know what all the parts did. And it's interesting that we here in America, like, what it, I'm not going to say the, the birth of the automotive tradition, because technically we weren't the birth. There was another dude, other than Henry Ford, uh, over across the pond that had some stuff going on. Right, it's always but, across the pond. But being the front <laughs> runner, being the front runner of automotive technology, being the front runner of the automotive industry, it's odd to me that we don't keep up with things like that. It's odd to me that, you know, cars are turned over to people and turned over to kids. And, you know, uh, I'm not going to say that many of my friends weren't guilty of it. They, they had cars and had no idea. Like, they, they had no idea what the sound of brakes going bad was. They, they had no idea, like, oh, my God, my front end's wobbling whenever I hit my brakes. What is that? Um, you know, and I guess to well, me... That's, that, that's what keeps uh, mechanics in business, though. Right. It is. I mean, that's a cycle of life there in the, in the automotive world. Oh, those, sure. Those that can't do it have, have others do it for them. That's it. Right? That's it. Well, and... Well, I, like, like I said, I've worked in shops. I know how to turn an oil wrench. You know, I, I know how to put that wrench onto my filter and turn counterclockwise and, and, and take is, it off. Isn't and drain it, it also getting to the point in uh, in in our time frame that a lot of these vehicles are computerized and right. kind of keeps us from doing certain things that used to be done, like you're saying? It can. It can to an extent. Um, the thing is, the parts are still there. They're still like. You crack open a transmission, unless you're looking at like a hardcore electronic transmission like what's in some of the new Honda Jukes or something like that, you know, where it, where there are literally no moving parts inside of it. I don't know how that happens, but literally there's no moving parts inside of it. It's wild. It's well, crazy. I, I think, too, you know, back in, back in that, in those days, if you had a car, you had a garage. 
Yeah. You know, and you had a place to well, that, stuff to work on it. That that's true too. Most people yeah. who owned a car were homeowners. They they had a garage. Right. They had a shade tree. They had something to work on it underneath. They didn't live in an apartment where it's like we see that thing up on blocks. We're going to give you a fine. Mm -hmm. Right. You know. Uh, my, my thing about changing oil is the fact of, not that I don't know how to do it and where to go get the parts and what filter to buy, it's that, hey, for 10 bucks more, if they screw it up, they get to fix it. Um, <laughs> you can give somebody work and it's not it, very expensive. Yeah, and I'd much rather give somebody 10 bucks to have a job. You know, like I got better things to do than change my oil in life right now. Although the funny thing is, is typically you sit there and wait for it, and the time you wait for them to fix it, you could have done it yourself. Yeah, that is yeah, yeah. Now there's yeah. the mobile oil changing, which is awesome, where they like come to your work and change yep. your oil while you're at oh, work. No like, that's yeah. great. It's like a little bit more expensive, but totally worth it. Yeah, it's it. like 10, 15 bucks more, but hey, if you can't leave work for the day and you got to get it done. Yeah. Now, see, they don't have they don't have a lot of that stuff here in Houston necessarily. It, it's just because of the proximity of drive. It would take an eternity for yeah, somebody no, to get true. to your house to come. Oh, I don't know. I'm sure that I've seen mobile mechanics. Yeah. I've seen mobile mechanic uh, trucks yeah. going around. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Now, Look at this Ferrari. Yeah. 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 Nice banana yellow yeah. with the yellow. the uh, the matching brakes. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that today, the matching brake color. The guy driving that Ferrari looks really, really upset about <laughs> driving that Ferrari. He he's looks like a bad he looks like day. he's had better things to do in life than drive that Ferrari. <laughs> but probably not better things to do with that shit eating grin on his face. <laughs> um, <laughs> I bet that's just the funnest job. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and that's just it. Like you look around, you see these guys pushing, pushing like you know, hundred thousand dollar automobiles and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They are joking, they're laughing, they're having a good time. They are, they are all about it. You know, they are just, they're having a great time. I have, I've never even stepped backstage into the broadcast part of Meekum and not seen the crew having a good time. Uh, it is literally like one huge extended family. It's it's absolutely amazing and phenomenal uh, the attitude that goes on behind this show, and it, it shows. The enthusiasm shows. Like I said, when when you find people that are passionate about what they do, it's infectious. You can't not want to be around it. Uh, and like every time I come to this show, I am just jazzed beyond belief. And half of it is the staff. It's, it's it's the people telling me like, oh man, if you look like if you like what I'm pushing over here, wait till you see what's coming up around the corner. Because I was trying to get my hands on that, and they told me to come push this one. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just it's wild. It's insane. The the sights, the smells. Uh, it it is a visceral, visceral experience. It really is. Um, and yeah, as we bring this final part. Uh, the dudes and beer coverage of the Mikamoto auction here in Houston, Texas to a close. I'd like to thank the entire cast. I'd also like to thank Garrett Brown. Uh, let's, yeah. let's let's answer his final question here. Sure. Uh, we'll kind of go around the table, starting with Randy, going to Pop, Steve, Julie. We'll close out with me and close out the show. Uh, let's answer Garrett's question. What is your favorite make of automobile? What is your favorite car brand? 
Oh wow, my my favorite. I would say if I had to look at all the body styles and stuff over the years, you know, decades of different body styles and cars and all of that, I would probably have to say Chevrolet. Yeah. Just, I mean, I like a lot of Ford stuff too, but if I had to say, you know, count count on my fingers and toes, you know, the number of cars that I like or would say, yeah, you know, I'd like to have one of those. They probably, the majority of them would probably be GM, Chevrolet brand. So, I'd say Chevrolet. All right. Yeah, I'd definitely have to say Chevrolet as well. I mean, uh, it's, they've, they've had a, a wonderful product for, for a long, long time. You can't beat some Fords. You can't beat some Dodges. You can't beat some Plymouths. But overall, it seemed like Chevrolet's always had the, the top sellers mm. in their market. Yeah. Now, nowadays, all the new cars look the same. Yeah. I mean, you, you go out on the highway, and we're, when we were young, we'd sit on the corner and we'd, we would name the car coming down the street. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could tell. Okay, this is a this is a '65 Barracuda. This is a, a you know a '58. Uh, oh, my dad could do it by headlights. Oh yeah, right. Simply by the shape of the headlights coming oh, down yeah, the road well, at night. That was part of it. That was part of the mystique. And, yeah. Uh, but today you go out. A Toyota looks like a Nissan. A Nissan looks like an Infiniti. A Infiniti looks like a Mazda. You know, the, all of them have these little little boxy thing well, style. And I, I really think that some of that comes from like we were saying earlier though that there there's an incestuous nature to the automotive industry. I well, mean they follow each other. Well not yeah. just they follow yeah, each other, they 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 acquire each other. Um, to for somebody to go out and buy a Jaguar now and think that it's not made by Ford to think that it's not designed by Ford, to think that it's not using four parts. It's just like going out and buying a Lexus. Great. You went out and bought a very expensive Toyota Camry. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. You bought a very... And they do it mainly because the body style is... Pretty much the same. Pretty much the same. Yeah. You can use the same frame. You can use the same brakes. You can use the same seats. Same motor. Maybe not the same quarter panels. You know, because you're change, looking change for a up, different look. Change up the grill a little but, bit. But the bit. engine's the same. Like, yeah. they can cross-communicate so many parts between them that it saves them money in manufacturing in order to do so. Right. And, so that that's not conducive to to uh, the creativity that, no, that no. we used to have. Yeah, exactly. And one of the things that we talked about last time with the CEO of Beacom uh, talking about that is... Um, the actual fact that the new Mustangs that are coming out in 2018 will have governor chips built into them. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that literally that. literally track you via GPS and live throttle you down to the associated speed limit to where you are. Wow. That sucks. Uh, yeah. where, whereas the Google car the is actively, car. actively programmed to violate the speed limit if the traffic around it dictates so. Which makes sense that it's safer. You know what? <laughs> so it's like you've taken the decision of the driving out of the hands of the human being entirely. Right. It's gonna, that's what I was going to say. It's not It's not worth it. It's just more Big Brother 
right up your ass. Well, right it's, your ass. It, it, it's literally the fact of you, now it's just the American road. What happened to the freedom of the American roads? Road, the autonomous yeah. road. And I'm not saying like, hey, let let's hit up seven. Like I love taking to, people ask me why I take Highway 71 oh to my gosh, Austin. You can it's because because it's 75 miles an hour, Jack, and there's no red lights. I caught myself right. at one point. I was feeling oh, like a little bit nauseous. I was going 99 oh. miles an hour. Yeah. And I was like, oh snap. Yeah, no, Pull there were back. a couple parts with me and Steve <laughs> where like, uh, right. yeah, yeah, you know, especially once I hit I-10. We cruising along, man. Once, once I hit I-10, like, my foot tends to hit the gas pedal a little yeah, bit more. Crazy. And it's like, sometimes I'll look down and be like, yeah, all right, we're at 85 in Sealy yeah, right 99. now. We could probably, we could probably slow it up. We're, we're 15 <laughs> miles away from our destination. We yeah. could probably slow it up. We're going probably. like 20 over the speed limit. Throttle back a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that, to, to your point, what you were saying, there's a, the... The ingenuity, the the passion for design, and the the uniqueness of design. Like, look, looking at just these three vehicles right here. Granted, this is not an American vehicle here next to us. That is a Ferrari or a Porsche. Uh, but you're looking at the Z28 Rally Sport, and then you're looking at the Impala right behind. Is that an Impala? Yeah, I think so. Chrysler. Is that a Chrysler? So. I lost my green sheet. It fell down no, somewhere. It's a Dodge. I think that's a Dodge. Is that a Dodge? Really? That's an old Dodge. Yeah, let's see. We had the uh, Porsche. There's the pickup. S149 is the lot number. Are you talking about the white one back there? Yes, here? yes. 149. That's what we're looking at. Uh -huh. 149. Yeah, that's a Dodge Dart Phoenix. That is the Dodge oh. Dart Phoenix. I like it. Yeah. yeah. What year? The uh, 960... Yep. Uh, 61, maybe? Yeah. And let's see, where to go? Dodge Dart Phoenix, it's a 60. It is a 60. Yeah. And to look at that, and and look at just nine years later, right here's a Camaro from 69 oh, in front that. of us. That's from 60. And just look at the vast, huge... Mm -hmm. And it's not that there was a lot of technical technological difference between 60 and 69. You know, no, no. No, but that body style. No. But the body style, day. the the conceptualization of the vehicle and the lines, and and the audience that they're going for, because they were they were utterly designed. I like that. Oh yeah, the rally sport's beautiful, yeah. man. It's a lot of chrome. It is. It is. Now, uh, yeah, yeah, that Phoenix is just chromed out, dude. You just spend your whole dude, day like wiping that, that sucker down. Oh, my God. It's, well, I it, think, <laughs> really and truly, I think the, the industry is driven by, by uh, electronics and, and, and that kind of stuff these days. They, yeah. don't, they don't care about uh, the aesthetics. Of, no, it's, of, uh, it's accessory, not aesthetics. And then you've got, I mean, you've got the box. What, what is it? The, the, the Scion? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, oh dude, God. that looks that, that looks. Hamster one? You know, the, the yeah, Honda, the, 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 the Honda Element. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, I, they stopped making that one. I think. I mean, how much? Yeah, how much did it take? I remember Derek Gorman came and picked me up at uh, Love Field one time in a Scion, and I guess he was renting it to get like leasing it for a couple months to check it out and stuff. And I was like, "What the hell is this, dude?" He's like, "Oh, it's a player, man. You don't like it?" I'm like, "Quite honestly, it looks like some designer completely forgot his deadline." And his boss came in that morning and went, you know, hey, we got that meeting at 9 o'clock. You got the design done? 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I sure do. And it's like he took the picture that his kid drew off the refrigerator yeah. in his office, and it's like there's a stick figure sticking out the window. Right. It's like a box with wheels, yeah. and look, this is what exactly. my daddy does. Exactly. Like, <laughs> that was my first impression of that vehicle. Or shoe. That's yeah. exactly what I thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. box with wheels. That element yeah. to my sister had one, and inexplicably, it has suicide doors. So it's this humongous box of a car, and the doors open outwards, opposite. opposite. So you really can't get in or out of it with any kind of functionality. It makes no sense. Oh. Like, come on, guys. Like that the inside like is kind of because the floorboards were like you can hose them out. But like, what's the point if you can't actually get into the car with any kind of ease? Yeah, we're. Sorry about the audio drop, folks. Somebody just decided to start this freaking wow. Ferrari Testarossa v12 next to us and uh for some reason it's a little bit loud so steve-o yeah. while that's going on yeah really while that's going on why don't you tell us your favorite make well, a car I'll jump around a little bit you know like uh, i kind of dig pontiacs a little bit um you know uh the trans ams i really love um i also like the corvette stingrays partial to challengers you know dodge challenger whatever All right. and uh so uh I don't, you know i don't really have like a particular one you know say ford chevy or whatever uh, i just know i guess certain ones that sure. i like sure sure you know what you like when you see it yeah like kind of like that you know yeah heck yeah was there any is there anything new today that you like um yeah, yeah, we can take it a little further. Right? Yeah, new yeah. and old, new well, and old. I, I, oh, uh, well, when I came in, I, I, I like, I like that uh, that orange uh, Roadrunner, that uh, Daytona one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I like that one. Um, I've been digging these Ferraris, um, uh, but um, I don't know. Every time I see that damn Trans Am, I, I really, I really, it really does something. I like that one. Um, so yeah, every time I see that, they're pretty much at every one. So. Yeah, there's always um, a bandit for sale. You know, yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the, the, the car band. that I like today is the, the Nissan 370Z. Yeah, I like, I like. I'm gonna have one this summer. You were saying that last night. You were looking to get the 370Z. Um, yeah, we're gonna get. My my wife wants a convertible, and uh, this summer it's gonna happen. Well, you let me know when it happens so I can come and put Dalvis on the dashboard while we take it for a ride. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll, strap, we'll, we'll, we'll strap it to the... Uh, CTS, turn away. To the, to the trunk. That's and, right. And haul it down That's here. right. Every kid loves... Get him cleaned out. We'll, we'll kids, go through, uh, kids love the fresh air, officer. A, a good rain, <laughs> a good rainstorm. <laughs> Go That's sleep. like bath time, as, you know? As, yeah, there you go. Bath time. <laughs> to sleep. Oh, Dalvis, why? Strap it to the tub. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so, so as far as, I mean, 370's been out for a whole long time. Yeah. Now, but but uh, that's, what, that's what I like. That's what I'm going to get back to. All right, all right. Uh, how about you, Julie? I'm super definitely a Ford girl. My first car was not a Ford. It was an 87 GMC Safari. But then my second car, I had like a little mint green 96 Ford hatchback. And then I got a 2000 Mustang convertible. Uh, then I went away from the Ford for a little bit and I got that 
horrible PT Cruiser, which was just a total piece. And now I have an Escape, uh, and I love it. PT Cruiser, PT Cruiser. Yeah, such a piece. Like, I was like, oh, that's cute. No, that was just, it was a disaster. Yeah, well, you got cute. Yeah, it yeah. got cute out of it. Yeah, it was cute. cute. It was cute and it was stupid. <laughs> it was so stupid. I see why they don't make them. It's an awful, awful car. Hey, don't beat yourself too, too much about it. I know, right? I hated yeah, that car. You, it's over. Like, literally, yeah, it's over. within like two you. days of owning it, I was like, I hate this car. And I had it for 11 years, so I guess like it wasn't that bad, but like I hated that car. So now I have a Ford Escape, which is like super soccer mom car, but I love it. My dream car is a Shelby. Every time I go to the dealership to like get my oil changed or something, I go in and just drool over those. I'm I'm hardcore a Ford girl, like tried and true. I love Fords. Like even walking around here, I found myself taking pictures of all the cars that were like catching my eye, and they were like the vintage Ford trucks, and they were the Mustangs. Like I yeah. love. I love well, them. They I'm just a, like, I'm a they sucker do for a Ford F100, man. Oh, right, that was Brian's first car. He had a 78 F100. Three on it was the like tree. Amazing. Nice. And that's when I met Brian. He was driving that car or that truck. And I just was like sitting in the front seat. And we hadn't even started dating yet. And I was like, this is a hot truck. Like, I love Ford. <laughs> so for me, it's Ford. All right, all right. <laughs> okay, so uh, Chris, it's your turn. Myself uh, is. Quite honestly, as, as far as uh, classics go, I, I like I like my muscle cars. I really do, and I know that they weren't like amazingly done, but they were done in lower quantities. And I guess that's why I like them so much. You don't see Plymouths on the road as much as you do Chevys, Fords, things like that. You know, you just you don't see as many of them. Yeah, because they broke. They broke. <laughs> I know. I'm just, I'm just talking about pretty. I'm just talking about pretty. It's okay. It's okay. I'm, I'm, not one, I'm not one to judge. Ain't got brokeage. I'm just talking about what catches my eye whenever I walk right. in somewhere. Whenever yeah. I whenever I see a Cuda, something GTA, like that. Yeah. Like yeah. It, my, that my eye immediately turns. It's one of those, like, I love a fastback. It's probably hands down, like... My second favorite car of all time. I love a Mustang Fastback. Um, but yeah, my my heart belongs to Plymouth, and it's just those it's those crazy cars like the Roadrunners. And, so you like that Daytona? You know the huh? Daytonas. Yes, and, those yes. were those were crazy cars. Yeah, those, those were crazy cars. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just interesting, unique. You know, they they stood out on the road whenever you saw them. There was no confusion as to what it was. Yeah. And, and that that's what I liked about them. They were they were distinct. They made bold moves in design that were like, yeah, yeah let's put this on, let's put this obnoxious two foot spoiler on the back of this yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it just looks hot. <laughs> it just looks fast. <laughs> you know. This is my truck. So, this is my truck. <laughs> Julie almost just spit took on that. One. That was great. <laughs> well, there's a lot but, of good things in this when last. It, when it comes to <laughs> modern <laughs> stuff, when it comes to modern stuff, I really tend to go much, much more toward the uh, toward the Dodge and Chevy road. Uh, and it's because they really did start the, I think, a lot of the rebirth. Yeah, brought back the Camaros. 
they brought back the Camaros. They, they, and, and you know, Ford followed suit with the Thunderbird and stuff like that. The Mustang. I, I, yeah, the, the Mustang. But I mean, I, I loved. I, I'll admit it. Probably one of my favorite uh, modern cars that came out that was a reboot was the, the Thunderbird. When the Thunderbird oh, came yeah. out, it was like, wow, look at that. It was cute because they really Ra- threw it back. Round window in the back, like just the way it was. Round headlights, round taillights. It was like, yeah, you, re- the word, you really brought it back. And I think, I think that because they weren't hugely popular, they didn't sell a lot. But I think it, I think it really turned the industry eye at that point to be like, wow, look at this, like people really just bought into the Thunderbird again, and the Thunderbird hadn't been popular since, like, the early 80s. Although it didn't have that long a run. No, no, it didn't. It was only out for, like, two, three years. Yeah. But, it, but like I said, I think it really changed the industry eye, because it was shortly after that that they started talking about bringing the Challenger back, that they started talking Which about... Which is a right. good-looking bring, car. Bringing, bringing the Dark back, bringing, bringing back all these cars that were mainstays of their lines for years and years and years. Wouldn't it be wouldn't it be simply amazing if they would bring back some of the old of the real old classics oh, right. with a hundred percent electronics? Yeah, uh, and, and all the new new suspension that they could do use. And, yeah, I mean uh, a little like the like this Camaro SS right here. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like a transformer. Yeah. You could, could update, bring that back in the body style and have it have it entirely just mainstream in, in new technology. Yeah. It would, it would, I guess yeah. it'd, kill, it'd kill the old market, but it'd, it'd make everybody else happy. Sure. But it wouldn't really kill the old market because no. there's still going to be the people that want the original. That's right. it. There's, there's always going to be people that want what they have. There's always going to be the people, the collectors. Like, just, like, like the nice gentleman that was here that bought Big Red. That was like, I was here to buy other cars. Right. Until I walked by Big Red. Yeah. And it really took me back to like Camaro, 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 Camaro. Like what were the cars that I owned as a kid? Camaro, Camaro, Camaro. Yeah. You know, and he's like, I just... I walked by it again, and I just couldn't walk away, you know, like, and I'm sure y'all swapped even more story outside we being did. the gearheads that y'all, that's why, that's why I was like, you need to leave the table now, Pop, because the conversation you're going to have out there is way better, yeah, like, you're going to, like, like, you're going to love that kind of, as soon as I met him, I was like, Pops needs to meet this dude, yeah, 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 he was, he was straight up, he was great. And on that note, everybody, talking about being straight up and great, we have a straight up great audience. I absolutely love our audience. I love our fans. You guys have kept us going for almost two years now. It's phenomenal. You're going to keep us going past hundred, past the 100th episode this upcoming Tuesday, live at Hops and Grain in Austin, Texas, uh, right up on Callis Street and 7th. Uh, come out and check us out if you're in the area. If you're not in the area, download the Dudes and Freaking Beer app. It's free. costs absolutely nothing. Party in your pocket. I am creepily there with you all the time. Anytime you need me, turn me on. I'll talk to you. It's all good. That's freaky, man. It's great. 
I'll have a beer with you. You can sit there and you can drink beer technically by yourself, but not be by yourself because I'm drinking with you on the air. So it's all good. You creeper. I I am willing for you to use me and the podcast and Steven as as you're enabling to enabling. to listen to dudes and beer and relax. <laughs> and don't go, don't go crazy. Julie's shaking her head, palm palm facing her palm, and it's like I'm not saying get crazy. I'm saying have a beer or two. And if you're gonna get crazy, use fair. Down use the code dudes and ten, dudes ten, and uh, you'll start saving ten percent, and that goes toward your ride credits. You earn all of that, and you actively get to use that to ride for free with fare. So it's a great system. It's fantastic for those of you that used to drive for Uber, things like that. They don't actually take the 23% that Uber took. Um, they give money to you. It's fantastic. So check out Fair. Check out the Dudes and Beer app. Check out the 100th episode coming up on Tuesday. And, uh, and Doug Strahan on the 18th. And Doug Strahan on the 18th. We're going to have Doug Strahan in studio, man. Shout out to Doug Strahan. Shout out. And on that note, everybody. Now what? On this note, thank you very much for having me oh. down here. It was really a, a wonderful time. I thought of nobody else but you to have. Whenever I found out we were doing it, I was like, I got to get pops, dude. And I, and I came straight down. You did. You did. Yeah, you <laughs> did. No, no hesitation. You ran for yeah, you about did. the first 200 miles, and you were like, I'll get there eventually. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> but I sure appreciate it. Thanks Absolutely, my friend. And you are definitely, definitely invited to Meekum Dallas whenever we go to Meekum Dallas oh, in yeah. September. So on that note, thank you once again, everybody. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Randy. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew, back there for his help making sure that the prize wheel didn't fall down all day. Thank you, Meekum. Thank you, Meekum family, Meekum auto pushers and drivers for making the show happen. Thank you to uh, all of our guests today. And once again, everybody, absolutely, uh, thank you to you. Thank you to you for being you, for tuning in to us, for choosing you to be here. And on that note, everybody, that pretty much wraps it for this edition of Dudes and Beer Live from the Mika Auto Auction. Uh, tune in to Dudes and Beer Live, episode 100, this upcoming Tuesday night, beginning at 8 p.m. On Thanks the for listening to this episode of the Dudes awesome. and Beer Podcast. Starts at 7, see you to listen to Take our care. audio streams and chat with us live, download the official Dudes and Beer app for both Android and iDevices, available on the Google Play and iTunes markets. For more episodes, content, and information, visit us online at dudesandbeer.com. You can also find our episodes on Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast service. Dudes and Beer is a proud member of the Revolution Digital Group family of podcasts. Thanks for listening, everybody. And until next time, drink responsibly. Thank you.